from Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois. It's time for the Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on Sirius XM IndyCar Nation. It's been over two years since an Indy Lights Grizz has taken a green flag on an oval track, and it's going to happen here today at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Welcome, folks, for the Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires and the Grand Prix of St. Louis. Cooper Tires, of course, the sponsor of the event and our partner in the program. And we are ready to go for what will be a start of a doubleheader weekend on this very challenging 1.25-mile racetrack. Hello, friends. My name is Rob Howden, joined in the Cooper Tire Broadcast Center by Steve Wittig from TSOLadder.com and Trackside Online. We'll come to Steve throughout the broadcast to get some insight on what's happening throughout the weekend thus far. But as we have said, it's time to go racing once again with Indy Lights. It's the stretch run of the championship as well. Double header here this weekend, and it'll be a crucial weekend at that with 45 points up for grabs in both of these races. Somebody comes in and steals full points, and they're going to have an opportunity to jump out into a very nice lead in this championship uh, battle. Will it be Kyle Kirkwood? Will it be David Malukas? Both those drivers earning a front row start, pole position start for the doubleheader weekend events here. we got a full grid of drivers ready to go for you right now. 12 in total. The only driver not making the run here, Nikita Lastishkin. We'll hopefully see him back before the end of the season. But as we jump into it, getting set to go, 90 degrees trackside as we work our way into the early evening here in Madison, Illinois. A little bit of cloud cover, still blue skies, but 90 degrees, as I said, and 65% humidity. Very muggy here, and it should be interesting in terms of downforce on this racetrack. Let's have a look at the grid before we come to Steve Wittick. 12 drivers getting set to go and starting on the outside of road number 6 from Ontario, Canada, in the Pissarra Racing number 11, the rookie Antonio Saravalli. He turned a 153.157 mile per hour lap to get him the 12th position here. And on the inside of that row, out of Louisiana in the number seven for Carlin Racing, it's Christian Bogle, the rookie, starting in the 11th spot. Bogle, 153.717 miles per hour. You see Bogle getting himself suited up and ready to go. They're buckling him in for what will be his first oval event in an Indy Lights race car. So many of our rookie drivers, their first oval in Indy Lights competition. Moving now to row number uh, five on the outside. Last year's Indy Pro 2000 champion from Payette, Idaho, running for Hunkos Hollinger Racing. It's Stingray Rob in the number two, the rookie, in the 10th position. Again, a first time starting an Indy Lights car on an oval event. Alongside him, another driver, exactly the same situation. Alex Peroni in the number five from Australia for Carlin Racing in the Blundstone sponsored machine. Peroni starting in the ninth spot. We'll move now to road number four on the outside, Toby Sowery. He does have experience here at Worldwide Technology Raceway back in 2019. Sowery for Hunkos Hollinger Racing in the number 51, the U.K. driver starting in eighth. Inside of road number four, a winner last year here at this racetrack in the Indy Pro 2000 category. Loves the ovals despite not having a lot of experience. For Andretti Steinbrenner Racing in the Power Tap, Jones Soda number 17, Devlin Francesco will start in the seventh position. Moving now to row number three on the outside at a Mount Kisco, New York. A one-time winner on the uh, road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Robert McGinnis for Andretti Autosport in the number 27 starting in sixth. Inside of that row out of Singapore in that number 68 machine. A bunch of pole positions midway through the season. Still looking for that first Indy Lights victory. Daniel Frost in the 68 for Andretti Autosport. The Gen De- Denjet sponsor machine will launch from P5. Moving now to row number two, both drivers from Global Racing Group with HMD Motorsports. Again, a lot of testing being done before coming in. As a new team, they were able to get one additional test day, and they did it here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. They wanted to have that extra test day, the extra speed to potentially go for race wins. So, again, it'll be Linus Lundquist, two times a winner this year, starting on the outside of row number two in the fourth position in the number 26, the Swedish rookie looking very strong. Alongside him from Denmark, it'll be Benjamin Peterson in the number 24, now living up in Seattle, Washington, but Benjamin has been real strong here midseason. The driver of the Dirtfish, number 24, starting P3. But in the championship fight, the two drivers really in the middle of the scrap here for Indy Lights this year. Just 11 points separate these drivers coming into this weekend. And again, double head, header here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Then we go to Portland, then to Laguna Seca, then to Mid-Ohio. So that means that we're ready to dial things in here right now with the two drivers up front, David Malukas and Kyle Kirkwood. Kyle Kirkwood, the number 28, going to be starting on the off pole. He'll be pole tomorrow, though. Kirkwood in the the, uh, 
Road to Indy Scholarship car, having won in the Indy Pro 2000 Championship uh, back in 2019. The number 28 starting from the off pole, 159.214 miles per hour. And then the driver on the pole position right now will be David Malukas out of Chicago, Illinois. Malukas in that number 79 machine set to go from pole, 159.390 miles per hour, the pole time. And again, those drivers will swap the top spot tomorrow uh, for race number two. Same time, though, 5.30 scheduled green flag for Indy Lights race number two. And again, a very crucial time. We're just a little over a minute away from getting these drivers to fire things up to begin what will be the first wheel-to-wheel action of this amazing weekend here at this fantastic racetrack. Again, 1.25 miles. You can see the field set grid very packed with crew members. Got a lot of fans here as well. Saw John Bomarito down there. Of course, the sponsor of the Bomberita Automotive Group. Ready to go IndyCar racing, ready to go NASCAR racing, and, of course, ready to go road to Indy racing as well. Malukas and Kirkwood on row one. Peterson and Lundquist on row two. Frost and McGinnis on row three. DeFrancesco and Savary row four. Peroni and Rob row five. And Bogle and Saravali on row number six. So just about a minute away before we light things up. Every one of these drivers set to go for the first oval race in two years in the Indy Lights program. Of course, lights on a hiatus through all of 2020, so you got to go all the way back to that great battle here in 2019. And we have most definitely made a home here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Track fantastic for Indy Lights competition. Tough to go too wide, but we saw both Ryan Norman and Colton Herta do it for lap after lap after lap. Driver from behind has to get that draft, has to make the move to the inside, a real commitment corner in turn three. And again, lining up for what should be a great race. Two races, of course, drivers may be a little tender today, not wanting to wreck a car for tomorrow, but otherwise they've got to go at it. Championship up for grabs. You can never leave points out on the track. Folks, down to pit lane right now for the call to fire from Blake Bomarito. On behalf of the Bomarito Automotive Group and Bomarito.com, where price sells cars. Welcome to Worldwide Raceway and the Indy Light Series. Drivers, start your engines. And with that, engines coming to life down on pit lane, firing things up for what will be a 75-lap event here, the first of two races here this weekend. And let's bring in my good friend Steve Wittig from TSOLadder.com and Trackside Online. Steve, it's been two years since we went oval track racing. You know how much fun we have on ovals. So many rookies with no oval experience, not even an Indy Pro. This could make for a very interesting day. Yeah, Rob, it is. Uh, it's really good to be back in an oval, especially at Worldwide Technology Raceway here. Like you said, it's a, it's a just a fantastic track for Indy Lights for any race car. But Indy Lights seems to work really well here with the with the power level, with the uh, downforce levels here, with the two different corners. You know, you talk to the drivers. Turn three and four is so important and so sketchy. Uh, if you're out front and you, you you need to be pretty much flat in that corner, it's crazy. Uh, and if you're following, it's not going to be easy to be flat because it just you get that turbo wake or that uh, that arrow wake, and it just it front end will wash out, and you know you'll we'll ride up to the turn four wall, That's and it, right? you know then then you've got it. Then it's then it's all in the driver's hands on who can catch it. Drivers peeling away from pit lane right now. We'll say hello to those of you watching on the different avenues throughout the country and around the world. Of course, IndyCar Radio on Sirius XM, Rev TV up in Canada, and I know many of you tuning in to the race's YouTube channel as well. We hope you enjoy the coverage here. Just finally got the cameras up and running. Didn't have it for qualifying earlier today, but IMS Productions getting things dialed in. And here's a good look at these drivers coming down the back straightaway. Out of that banking of turn number two, 11-degree banking, turn one and two, uh, but a lot tighter than three and four, which goes down to nine degrees worth of banking. You can see the difference as they come through the corners. And again, this is going to be an interesting race. I think the start, of course, Steve, very crucial, especially with Kirkwood and Malukas side by side. I wonder whether Malukas will be able to run that high side. If he gets a good enough jump, we may see uh, maybe some side-by-side racing for the first couple of laps. Yeah, I would expect them to be side-by-side -side for at least the first lap, if not the first two laps. It's just, you know, the tracks, track, these guys have been here quite a bit recently. They had a test big test here a couple weeks ago then they had a test yesterday they were running all day today so track does have some cooper rubber down so it should be really exciting to watch that first few laps and then we'll watch for them to get sort of settled in and and get into a rhythm and then you know the guys near the back will start uh, picking it off and again, we do have a bit of a gap between speed-wise from front to back. A couple of drivers a little further back with less experience, four or five miles an hour difference. They were closer, I think, in testing, but just that, as you said, so tough in qualifying, right, to get things dialed in with just those two laps. 
field now lining up, folks. It's time to go racing here with Indy Lights. Back to Oval Racing here with the top rung of the road to Indy. Let's see what happens as they come out of the corner. Tony Cotman, the race director, going to give them the green. Looking good, coming on to the front straight away. Folks, we're at it. Green, green, green. A worldwide technology raceway racing into turn number one. Settling in. Look at that move to the bottom of the racetrack. The two global racing group drivers side by side. Kirkwood slotting nicely in behind Maluka. So an opening start here clean. Trying to get out of that opening set of corners one and two. But the global drivers still side by side. Linus Lundquist trying to pinch Peterson down to the bottom. Peterson still holding that bottom of the racetrack. Trying to leverage that pre-three starting spot. We'll be on board with Peterson here. Benjamin Peterson throughout the day with our onboard camera. He's holding the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Kyle Kirkwood though. He'll try to the top of the racetrack as Maluka staying into the bottom. Kirkwood way to the top. Trying to see oh if he can. Oh, Kirk, Kirkwood almost loses it. Kirkwood lost the rear end through turn number two. And look how much drive he has lost. Peterson trying to get the run on him. And he's going to go to second. I believe that's Peterson indeed up into the second spot. Or is that... I wonder if that's Peterson or Lundquist. Like Lundquist. That might have been Linus Lundquist indeed. He was the driver P3. Those cars almost exactly with the same livery. Let's, yeah, Steve, let's you, come to you real quick. You what do you see think what, about that? You see what happens there when you get in the in the wake of the car in front of you. Kirkwood just got a little bit in behind, too close in behind Malukas there, and the car just washed right out. He did a good job to keep it off the wall, but he'll have to gather it back in. It, it's going to take a while to get that confidence back. Yeah, my thinking about that, obviously, got into the corner. The thing started to rotate. It's not like he had the arrow wash when the car wanted to push up the racetrack. It's like it lost all arrow, and he was maybe trying to push too hard on the colder tires. That thing was sideways, and any lesser driver may have been in the wall. Oh. He was completely sideways coming out of two. Yeah, that was a heck of a save. And, you know, we've seen that here a few times on the IndyCar side, but uh, on the light side, that's a new one. But it was a, we all know Kyle Kirkwood's an awfully talented driver, and you expect to see him in IndyCar next year. And, you know, it's you know that was a heck of a save, and he'll be able to gather it back up here. And he's had some experience here in Indy Pro 2000 where he, he drove from the back of the field to the front and... Uh, got a win there but uh, Dave Malukas right now has pulled out to a nice lead uh, just kind of settling in he'll uh, his engineer will be telling them you know just keep keep it simple and definitely keep your tires under you especially with the heat today it's, it's going to be important that near the end of the race especially when you come up on some lap traffic that your tires are still good yeah because when you do hit lap traffic you're going to have to go to the high side let's have a look at the replay here look at Cal Kirkwood midway through the oh, corner wow. the rear end starts to break loose on him that is a ton of extra steering. He's got the input on the car and got off the throttle. Expert car control for Kyle Kirkwood kept him out of the wall and kept his championship standing in position. But I'll say this, Steve, with the level of competition in this particular series, sometimes all it takes, especially on the oval, is one minor mistake like that. Kirkwood was all over, was thinking about trying to go over the lid. I think he was probably trying to put the wheel in to pinch him on the exit Likely, to get yeah. down to the bottom. That The car just asking a little too much out of the tires. But is that mistake is that allowed Malukas to just check out and be gone? Yeah, it really has. And it's also allowed Linus Lundquist, the other championship contender, to, to get in front of Kirkwood. So that's going to tighten things up if it stays like this. And you have to wonder, did, did Kirkwood damage his tires there? You know, that's a, that's a pretty big slide on those tires. I know it's early in the race, but you can see Benjamin Pedersen's right there, too. So, you know, Kirkwood's going to have a bit of a, a challenge here. Just seven laps into a 75 lap around this 1.25 mile racetrack. Again, Rob Howden alongside Steve Wittick here at the Cooper Tire Broadcast Center. One of the things we'll watch on our live timing here is the points as they run. David Malukas running on the racetrack now will take over the point lead from Kyle Kirkwood. Lundquist closing up as well, but Malukas with the big difference in points that are available on the oval as opposed to the points available on a road course or street circuit event. The difference between first and second is more uh, is larger, so this has allowed actually Malukas to go to P1. And you think about that, Kirkwood came in with a f winning five out of the last six. Could have been six out of the last six, yep. if not for a mechanical at Road America. This is big for Malukas, I think, to come back uh, momentum-wise and confidence-wise. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, he'll start second tomorrow, so he knows he's got a bit of a deficit tomorrow, starting on that a little bit less optimal outside line for, for race two tomorrow. So getting that, uh, getting a win today would be huge for his confidence. And, you know, shout-out to Linus Lundquist. This is his first ever oval race. And Very he's, true. you know, he's running with two guys that have a lot of road dandy experience on ovals. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, 
Malukas has pulled out to a 1.9 second lead, but you know Lundqvist is there, and he's he's got a full second, 1.1 seconds or so over Kirkwood. I like the line you said about potentially watching tire wear because, as you said, when you get out to the lead like this, 1.9 seconds, that's where you can kind of step off a bit and maybe manage it. Now step backing off sometimes you're not going 100%. You make a mistake when you back off a little bit. These cars love the downforce. Obviously, they want to run quick. But Malukas being out front right now, I think when we do eventually get into lap traffic, Christian Bogle now 14 seconds back, we're going to see lap traffic. They're going to have to time it. This is where strategy plays. This is where your racecraft will play. Timing coming off a corner to make sure you make that pass on the straightaway as opposed to potentially having to go to the high side in one of the corners. Here. Yeah, it is really important to time it. If you watch Malukas's line here, he's just he's not running the very bottom of the racetrack in both both ends. You know, he's coming into one and two here, and you you just watch. He's about a half car length above the bottom of the racetrack, which just a little bit easier on the tires, a little bit longer way around the track, but just that little bit easier on the tires. I'm sure his, his engineers on the radio telling him that, you know, make sure you save those tires, whether it's to get around lap traffic later in the race or a late race restart, you're going to want every bit of that tire as you can get. Toby Sauer with the big move, starting back in the eighth position, got up to P6, so uh, right now just about a second behind Robert McGinnis. We'll see whether or not Sauer can get himself up another spot, potentially into the top five. Sauer was not super happy with the qualifying effort, uh, but will try to do what he can to race himself back forward against Sauer coming in as they run on the racetrack right now in the fourth spot. Uh, with uh, Daniel Frost breathing down his throat a little bit. Daniel Frost currently running back in ninth position. So Frost, who started up in fifth, falling back to ninth. Not a good opening lap for the Singapore driver. Rookie in the Indy Lights program. Expecting to see him back next year. And Steve, I'm sure you and I can spend the entire race talking about some of the silly season oh, stuff. Sure could. Some of it's IndyCar because these drivers, a number of these drivers potentially thinking about, well, let's say a number, two, maybe three, but yeah. probably two looking at potentially getting up into IndyCar next year. We've heard rumors about Kyle Kirkwood, rumors about David Malukas. One of them's going to go with $1.525 million scholarship. But a lot of action around Indy Lights, talking to the Andretti crew. There's a lot of people that want to be an Andretti driver next year, same with HMD Motorsports. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting silly season for IndyCar and Indy Lights and all of the road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires, to be honest with you. Uh, there's a lot of interest in, in this, all all of the IndyCar-based series right now uh, worldwide. And whether it's, you know, there's a lot of, I've had a number of messages from European drivers sort of getting a feeling for what the series is like and what to expect. And, uh, yeah, I think you'll see a bunch of guys come over from overseas, um, you know, adding the halo this year has been huge for Indy Lights. Uh, it's been a just added a, another element of safety that the team owners can sell to the European drivers that, that isn't on all the cars over there. Had a good look there. Robert McGinnis running around in that serious uh, sail point machine. Uh, Robert McGinnis there crossing the line and currently in the fifth spot. This could be a battle here for six and seven. They talked about Sowery potentially trying to close back up on McGinnis. Looks more like it's going to be a challenge from behind on Sowery's Devlin Francesco trying to go some go quicker, but a half a mile an hour faster last time by. You can see D, uh, Francesco down in the draft as they work their way down the back straightaway. 16 laps in the books of a 75 lapper here, and Francesco getting his first feel uh, being in that draft uh, here at Worldwide Technology Race, especially in the Indy Lights car. Remember, he led from the pole last year at Worldwide T here, here when we ran in Indy Pro 2000, so let's be real, he really hasn't been in a draft hardly at all at speed. No, he really hasn't, so it's a totally new feeling for him, especially in this car, a little bit less downforce uh, per power than, than the Indy Pro 2000 car, and yeah, he's coming out, he's pulling up nicely there, you watch him, yeah, he's just running that little bit lower line than Sowery there to try and get a little bit of air on that wing, but you saw there he got a little bit close and started to wash up at the exit, you know, at the apex of four, so he's going to have to figure out a way to, to get a little bit more clean air on that front wing to, to keep the front end pointed in the pointed in the right direction. Yeah, this time Sowery a little bit quicker than last time by. Trouble for Stingray Rock in that number two machine for Hunkos Hollinger Racing as he has pulled the Delora IL-15 down to pit lane. So an issue here for Stingray, last year's Indy Pro 2000 champion. He was a podium finisher, I believe, here last year. Rolls it to a crawl down pit lane here, Steve. I'm trying to have a quick look at the car itself, and I don't see. I'll let you have a look when he comes by, whether there's any kind of damage whatsoever, but still watching this battle between Toby Sowery and Devlin Francesco. That's for P6. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. If, we, if we'd see anything, we'd probably see it on the outside white, on the outside of the tires there, and it looks like the Cooper lettering's still on. He's awfully slow. Maybe that almost looks like some sort of power issue. And it looks like the team's going to work to get the uh, rear engine cover off. So that'll be it for Stingray Rob. Move him down to the tail of the field. Stingray qualified in the 10th position and will be officially classified here, unless he gets back on the racetrack at the 12th spot.
Devlin D. Francesco. You know, I I was told it's, it's even a more yellow yellow than it was before, Steve. I'm a little bit on the color deficient side. Um, it's still pretty vibrant. It's a car I get to see, but cool to see them. They've been signing a lot of different sponsors. Power Tap being one throughout the season. This year, bringing uh, this weekend, bringing on Jones Soda as well out of Washington. So they're really lining up the partners on Devlin D. Francesco. You know, he he's a guy that could potentially be moving into IndyCar as well next year. It's an interesting thought. You never know what happens. I know that they've talked about it. I've spoken with Devlin. I talked to his management crew. Uh, he may be back in Indy Lights. He may be in IndyCar, but that's something where he will eventually get to, I believe. Yeah, no, definitely. He's uh, he's headed to IndyCar, and like you said, it's, you know, could he use another year here? Yeah, probably. I think so. I yeah. Think so yeah. Um, just to learn a little bit more, and, you know, he's with the right team to learn, and, you know, could he move up and be okay? Yeah, of course he could. Uh, I want race wins. Right. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of of the same, same mind as you. I like to see a, a driver get a race win before he moves up uh, at the lights level. Uh, and, you know, who knows? Might come. He's still got, still got what, uh, eight races left this yep. season? So, uh, yeah, he could still uh, pull off a win here. But, yeah, uh, Maluka's still just sort of holding that lead steady. Last lap... Uh, Lundquist was a little bit quicker, uh, which is, you know, the best, actually, eight-tenths of a second quicker. So What I find interesting there is a 157.2 mile per hour, best speed for Malukas. He's about a mile per hour off, where Lundquist behind him, very close. He's not letting off the throttle at all on that chase right, right? He's made up about eight-tenths of a mile per hour the last time by, so he is definitely closing up here. Uh, but again, Malukas, it looks like he's just breathed off the throttle a little bit, take care of the car, take care of the tires, and he's that two-second lead. Yeah, and again, that lap, you know, is a 1.2 mile per hour difference for uh, Lundquist being quicker than Malukas. So just sort of eking it out there, but we don't know what Lundquist is doing. He might be, uh, or Malukas is doing. He's probably just uh, trying to hold on to those tires. And as we get here, uh, DeFrancesco is looking to make a move on salary. Yeah, DeFrancesco as close as he's been. Driver slowing on the front straightaway as well, folks. Indeed, that's the 11 of Antonio Saravale. And it looks like a p- potential issue with the tire here on the right front. I'm not sure what's going to... Now, this could bring out the yellow flag because he's down to the bottom of the racetrack and he will be able to pull back in. So, no, we may be able to stay green as he does a good job getting to the outside of the racetrack there, the inside, rather, just past the pit wall and ducks into pit lane. At this point, staying green on the racetrack, but an issue for Saravale. Watching this scrap. This is Malukas making the move to the inside of Christian Bogle. So there's our first... uh, issue of lap traffic and good job for Bogle staying out of the way but look how close Lundquist is right now big run down the back straight away for Lundquist he'll tuck to the bottom and nice job for Christian Bogle staying high side on the racetrack yeah Bogle's done a really good job this year of uh, just getting better and better each session you know he's not got a lot of years in cars he's got a lot of uh, races under his belt recently but not a lot of years in cars and he just keeps getting better and better each session and you know i talked to the carlin guys today and they were really they've been really happy with with his progress every race and you know i talked to um, stephanie carlin a little bit this afternoon and expect those guys to be back with the lead two car program again a lot of interest from european drivers in, in indy lights and uh, expect them back in IndyCar, too. They've been talking about a new car program that, there. Too, that's so. exciting. Well, I'll say this right now about Christian Bogle. Of course, a guy that ran USF 2000, jumped over Indy Pro to come to Indy Lakes. A lot of drivers, people said, hey, maybe he's not qualified. Another driver off the track, folks, uh, Toby Sowery. Let's just jump into this real quick as we're looking at here. Sowery's gone off the racetrack. That's coming out of like- turn number two. I believe, to the inside of the track. I don't see any damage on the race car. I got, oh, okay, so potentially a blown tire. I'm getting a lot of updates here. Blown tire potentially for Saravale. Let's have a replay of Sowery's down to the bottom of the track. So there's just some. pulls co- off. Yeah, he's pulled off. And I literally just got an update uh, from one of the guys from the team over. No, look at the damage here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's damage. Something That's the, he, did he get into, into it with somebody? We had a yellow flag on the track. So, concussion flag on the racetrack here, 47 laps remaining, and indeed, an issue for Toby Sowery. It looked like he had just pulled off the inside of the racetrack, but no, damage to the left front there. You can see that the left front tire was askew. We're not able to see it. This is the right front of the race car, but the number 51 of Sowery off. This is going to jumble things up further back and press the reset button for both Linus Lundquist and uh, Kyle Kirkwood to potentially battle once again. Damage to the right front. I will give you an update. Hearing from Hunkos Racing, the car of Stingray Rob stuck in fourth gear, Oof. and the engine quit on him because they do downshift it. But we haven't talked about this. They do downshift between one and two to get yeah. back on the throttle. 
so this is both Hunko's cars off the racetrack. The Hunko's Hollinger racing team. There's Ricardo right there looking up at the screen. And, of course, not the way he wanted this day to go. He'll get a chance to come back and do it tomorrow. If, if, at least there's that for the team. But they really haven't had the, the year that they're used to having. No, they really haven't. It's a little bit of a, a surprise for those guys. I know they lost a few guys on the technical team, which definitely hurts. And uh, But, you know, we expected a little bit more pace out of those guys. You know, Sauri uh, is an extremely experienced race car driver, absolute pro. And, um, you know, Stinger and Rob, we've used to seen a lot more pace out of him than, than what's been there. So, you know, I, they've been digging away on it. You look at uh, Sauri there taking a look on the right front. Yeah, indeed, Steve. Sauri himself having a good look through. We'll get another look at it here trying to get a shot you can see that it looks like it's probably going to be the tow link yeah it looks like it and so you can see that car that wheel just wiggling back and forth so likely a rod end failure potentially i'm not seeing anything any thing broken or bent so potentially a rod end failure on the tow link that'll be it for him you wonder whether or not he got to the bottom of the racetrack and potentially hit one of the curbs because we've seen a lot of drivers get pretty aggressive on the uh, exit of turn two get down on the curbing i was going to mention that that the curbing here is is pretty aggressive and if you get on it you can damage the car or worse yet spin very easily but yeah he might have got down on the uh, on those they're almost like rumble strips right and they you know they they're pretty aggressive they are yeah AMR IndyCar safety crew bringing the number 11 of Antonio Cerevalli. He stayed in the car. It, yeah, the issue there with the the, uh, the right front tire, lost the tire there. So uh, I don't think they'll be able to get him back and put the tire back on. If indeed they're able to do that, he would be able to go back out onto the racetrack. He's only lost three laps, and he could probably get a couple more laps if he wanted, but more likely that he'll just park that car. HMD crew, or rather the, uh, actually that's the HMD crew going up to talk to Antonio there just to see what he wants to do. They obviously don't want him right there in front of the paddock and their pit lane. So, Steve, we got a little action here. 30, what, 28 laps in. We're now 31 laps in with 44 laps remaining. Let's reset the order here. David Malukas is your leader. Linus Lundquist in second. Everything happened when Kyle Kirkwood almost lost it in the extra turn number two. Looks to me like he was trying to get that pinch down, maybe get some wheel into it, try to get the car to come off the bottom of the racetrack to get the run down the straightaway. He had a really a good run in the front straight. Kirkwood still is in third spot. Benjamin Peterson in fourth. Robert McGinnis fifth. Devlin D. Francesco, who had been putting the pressure on Toby Sowery, inherits sixth with Sowery's retirement. Uh, Alex Peroni now up into the seventh spot. Daniel Frost in eighth. Christian Bogle in ninth. Stingray Rob out with uh, some engine and gearbox issues. Saravalli with the tire issue and salary. As we said, looked like a potential towing rod in or something happened to that Hunkos Hollinger racing car. Both of the Hunkos Hollinger cars now on the sidelines. Yeah, that's uh, tough to see for that team who just got uh, some uh, an influxation or an injection of life from uh, Brad Hollinger, who has a lot of experience in racing. Uh, was part of the Williams F1 team in, in uh, part of the ownership group there uh, in in Europe. So he came on board and uh, looks like they're bringing a tire out here for uh, Antonio. So they'll looks like they'll get that on there and hopefully get him back out and just get just good opportunity to turn laps. You know, I expect to see him back another year and you know just a great opportunity to get some more experience. Yeah, that team hustling their way up there. The Passera Racing team. You can see the the issue there. They're getting the car of uh, Toby Sauer back up on the uh, the hauler to bring him off there nicely and easy as he pulled off right in the right direction. They've been able to get the fresh rubber uh, on the car of Saravalli, so he'll head back out. So again, for a driver like Antonio Saravalli, who has limited starts in the road to Indy, making the jump up into the Indy Lights program, Dad owns the team, already has talked about potentially adding a second car to try to have another stream of data, a partner, and you know, a teammate for him next year. Uh, it's a smaller team, family-run team, uh, you know, getting a bunch of different guys from the from the industry to come and be part of it. Uh, but Mark Moore, uh, former team owner yep. here at Indy Lights, engineering the car. You can tell, talk a little more. I know you know Mark and, and what he's done over the years. Yeah, Mark had a, an Indy Lights team for a long time. Uh, very, very successful Indy Lights yep. team, you know. Won a bunch of races with uh, guys like um, James Hinchcliffe and Gustavo Jacobin. And, um, you know, it's it's been, what, seven or eight years since he's been super involved with the sport but uh it's good to have him back he's really experienced and you know he's sort of he's a good guy to have around because he's been a team owner and you know he you know pretty good engineer too for a young team like that literally he can come in and be kind of a consultant 
fix this, exactly. change this. Let's look at this. We could probably update this. Here's the base, baseline setup. Because I'm going to say very much like uh, Christian Bogle coming in with not a lot of experience, Christian's been really steady. Yep. He's had a couple spins here and there, but nothing major. He's been really smart. He get a lot of seat time. Same thing for Antonio. He's probably punched above his weight class a couple times. I think for sure. A top finish, I believe, six. I think he finished at Road yep. American one of the races. Yeah, no, it's been an impressive run by that group, especially family-run team and you know, coming from Canada isn't the you obviously you know that coming yeah. back and forth isn't the easiest thing, and you know so it is it is interesting. We see the, them doing a little sweeping there on the uh, outside of the that. outside of turn, so that uh, that'll open up uh, that uh, outside of one and two for somebody. But it looks like the pace car is coming in here. Indeed, we're going to go back to racing here, folks. Forty-one laps. It'll be forty laps remaining when they come back around. Uh, this will be the opportunity. We'll go right on board here with Christian, or rather with uh, Benjamin Peterson, Benjamin P four. See what he's able to do. He's actually got the lap car of Bogle in front of him. Bogle, I would expect, would go to the high side, let them come down the straightaway. But Malukas is going to line them up. Look at this. They're all ready to go. Malukas keeping the car slow. They're punching off, and away we go. Peterson's going to the bottom of Bogle to try to get that run out of the corner. But this could be the opportunity for Kyle Kirkwood. You can see all the way down to the bottom goes Lindquist. Lindquist to the bottom. Kirkwood to the top. Let's see if he's able to hold it this time. Really hard to work that top line. Again, all about getting a better run out of the corner, getting that drive down the back. Oh, touch the wall. Off. Kirkwood tagging the wall there, coming out of turn number two. Little touch on the left rear tire. Let's see what that does coming down into turn number three. Any damage potentially left rear? He is, I think he's a bit slower. Yeah, it looks like it. He's got he's damage. He's got damage. So I think Kirkwood is going to pull down. Let's see. He's got Peterson closing up. I don't know whether or not it's damaged or whether he's trying to feel it out right now, but that was significant contact. He tried to hold the outside of that corner, thinking about getting that run again. So two uncharacteristic mistakes for Kyle Kirkwood out of turn number two. Yeah, very, very, very unusual to see Kyle make mistakes. Let's have a look at the replay here. Again, Kirkwood had the high side. You can see him trying to stay out there. Car just got away on him. Well, I don't know if he hit the wall I there. don't know that he hit the wall. Wow. He is right there with him. Let's have another close look, folks. I think we all figured it in. Oh, I don't think Maybe a whisker? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But, not, again, fantastic carpet. Well, and the crazy thing was when he came back down through turn number three, he checked up big time. you got to think maybe wondering whether or not there was damage or not. That, I, I don't think I've seen it that close in a long time. No, you could see the, you could see him get close enough that the, you know, the dust came up. Between the wall and the tire. And almost the car jerked back because he had the wheel in it at that point. Yeah, but uh, it looks like he missed it. So yep. another close call for Kirkwood in turn two. But a tough one for Kyle. He, you hear him coming back across. He actually got into oh, the back. there we go. He got into the back of Lundquist. And there's the damage to the front nose yep. of the 28 of Kirkwood. He had such a good run coming out of the corner. Even losing it there, he was able to get that run and get that draft. And still trying to come, probably trying to save the car a little bit. Probably still. coming back across the racetrack makes contact with Lundquist and the opportunity to potentially go to second. And the challenge back for P1 is now gone for Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah, and that's going to, uh, you know, it's not the most aero dependent track, but that uh, it won't make it easy for him to, to tow up along the front straight. Yeah, you can see yeah, it looks like there's a little bit of damage on the front wing, too. And you have to wonder what that did to the, oh, yeah, the front wing's a little askew there. Uh, but you have to wonder what that did to the, the diffuser on uh, Lundquist's car, too. Indeed. So. so some action there for P2, and maybe this could benefit uh, Benjamin Peterson in the number 24. Will he be able to close up potentially on Kyle Kirkwood? Truly the benefactor is David Malukas, able to defend off a, a restart. Uh, now 35 laps to go. He's out to a seven, points, uh, seven tenths of a second lead once again. Everybody behind getting super anxious on that replay, and uh, maybe a little more patience could have helped. I think Maluka stacking him up coming out of four of the restart kind of helped that a bit. He really brought uh, brought Kirkwood right where he wanted to be He's behind Lundqvist. Yeah, he really did, and it you know it, it kudos to David on that restart. He, he played that out perfectly where he, he got the jump and kind of guys behind him got a little bit stacked up, and that uh, that definitely benefited him here, obviously. And you know behind them we we missed a good battle between Beginnis and. De Francesco, De Francesco pulled away, has pulled away a little bit from uh, McGinnis, but it's moved up to fifth. Nicely done for Devlin De Francesco. Drivers kind of settling in here. No real battles on the racetrack at this time here. We'll keep our eyes on it as well. Uh, Steve Whitting from Trackside Online and TSOLadder.com joining me in the Cooper Tire Broadcast Center. And Steve, let's talk about the newest team to announce in Indy Lights, TJ Speed, Tim Neff, 
veteran driver, rather uh, engineer, worked for IndyCar teams, Indy Lights teams. He picks up all the Bellardi Auto Racing assets, takes over the shop, in fact, but they finally broke cover with the TJ Speed Card Autobahn this past week. Nice to add a two-car team to the program next year. Yeah, especially someone like uh, Tim Neff, who long time at, at Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports and uh, actually, I think, partial team owner and the lights team there. And, um, you know, the, he's awfully good engineer, and it'll be interesting to see how he does as a team owner, but I think he's got some uh, financial backing behind him, which will which really help and it'll be interesting to see what he ends up with driver wise you know i think tim tim's good with young guys and veterans yep. so it'll be interesting to see what he ends up with driver wise you know if you're a driver looking it's definitely you know i know it's a new team but you know you, you're looking at somebody who's run indie lights his entire life so that's it yeah and you look here lundquist is definitely sticking right with malukas it's you know He's right there, and Kirkwood's dropping back just a little bit. It looks like Kirkwood's car is starting to lose a little bit of the handle with that, possibly with the front, with the wing damage. Yeah, you wonder if the wing damage is significant enough where he's really having to put more input, maybe wear those front tires. Yeah. Right? That would be my issue if it indeed hurt the wing at all. You know, of course, uh, the puncture in the front of the nose cone is, gonna, is not going to be helping. You can not see him help. running really wide there at the yeah. exit of two. Again, trying to see either. It's hard to see if there is actual damage. It looks like he may have lost one of the wing, the wing plates. Yeah, and it looks like it's just a little bit off-center, askew towards the tire, back towards the tire a little bit there. Um, looks like a little bit of damage. But, yeah, it's, he's kind of dropping back a little bit from Malukas and Lundquist. But Lundquist still within a second of, of Malukas. This is definitely not over yet. And uh, Talk about a uh, good day right now for HMD and uh, Global Racing Group. Yeah, indeed that. And what this will do as well for uh, Kyle Kirkwood, who was the championship leader coming in by 11 points. He's dropped down a couple of points here as well. Uh, as Malukas, as they run on the racetrack, will take over the point lead. This is going to light a fire for Kyle Kirkwood. His saving grace right now, Steve Whittick, is he's going to start in the pole position tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's nice thing. Uh, I think this is, I've gone back. I think this is the first time we've had a doubleheader on an oval in Indy Lights. You know, we're used to doubleheaders on road courses and street courses, but on, on the oval, it's not. And I think I figured out about 17% of the points available in the season are available in these two races. So it's it's a lot more than a normal race weekend. And that, uh, you know, it for the driver like Kirkwood, that matters. Indeed it does. And again, talking about this stretch run as well, after we leave here, doubleheader at Portland, doubleheader at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, and doubleheader at the season finale on the first weekend of October at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Still lots of racing to come, and $1.25 million of scholarship that will go to the champion and when we cap off this season. Like we said, two, three drivers all thinking about potentially making a move to IndyCar next year. A lot of drivers coming back to Indy Lights, some more interest from overseas. Even uh, Tim Neff mentioned that he, you know it's a possibility that he may have Kiffin Simpson in the car next year. They tested him. He was the driver for the test. Uh, he also runs for him in the FRA series, but he also said he's got some interest from overseas, which I find very interesting. Yeah, no, I definitely find that very interesting. You know, those F3 fields and, and Formula Regional fields over in Europe right now are pretty good size. And those that's the, the level that, that's going to be moving up to Indy Lights. And, you know, we're again, here, and take a look at Peroni here, taking a look at McGinnis. We'll keep an eye on this. Let's have a let's key on this right now. This is Alex Peroni, 10th last year in the FIA Formula 3 program. You can see he lost a little bit there mid-corner, getting pretty close up to Robert McGinnis. But the Carlin driver, Alex Peroni, who just received the Peter Brock Award, actually. I know you were potentially down there for that. Putting some pressure here on Robert McGinnis for P6. Yeah, and it's Peroni's first oval start here as well. Uh, you know, some of these oval rookies are... are awfully impressive uh, you know it's not not an easy thing to do you know a lot of guys you know you it'll be interesting to see we've got ntt indycar series we've got a guy like roman grosjean making his oval oval debut yeah. this weekend but you know peroni's running in running uh, ahead of a guy like daniel frost who's who's won on an oval yeah. in the road indy so you know very impressive run i know those guys aren't happy with what they've you know the pace they've had all year but they missed a year carlin missed a year and that that definitely hurts but, you know, Peroni's going to learn here, and I bet you he comes out stronger tomorrow because he's going to know what to expect on the oval, running behind another car. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Alex Peroni. Had a chance to interview him in the offseason. Just a, a really charismatic young man. Obviously has all the talent that we know. Had a, a pretty bad wreck at Monza, I believe, yep. and he was able to come back from that. And, and really has been impressive. Carlin, of course, not 
happy, of course, with what they've got. They used, they're used to winning races, but you said they missed a season, so they got to kind of play a bit of catch-up right now. Low on the racetrack right there. Really low, but he's, look at the run he got off of turn two there. It's flirting with disaster when you go down there. You're obviously making the track a lot uh, uh, shorter, but running down there, you get into those, those rumbles, and it can upset the race car, but you're right. Got a good run there on Robert McGinnis. Let's see if he closes up. here off of four, too. Steve, you've got to be in the right. If you're too close coming through the corner, you get the arrow wash. you got yeah. to be just close enough that you can get the run and then potentially pressure the driver in front of you into that mistake. Again, way down to the bottom of the racetrack for the Carlin driver, Alex Peroni. We'll say hello to all of his Australian friends and family and race fans uh, down under who uh, tune into the broadcast here on the race's YouTube channel thrilled to be working with the race this year really has been a, given us the opportunity to, to extend indie lights and the coverage to, to and it's really fantastic fans, yeah. to have the coverage worldwide through the race and you know yeah i was down there when when he was awarded the peter brock award and uh, will power was there and, and gave him that award and you could tell tell that tell those two had a pretty good conversation uh, just sort of about oval racing almost it looked like more than anything because you know that's obviously peroni's first first go yep. and you know no it was good and it was fun to watch those guys interact it's really cool to see the indy car drivers interact with the indy lights guys because it it means a lot to the indy guy uh, lights guys to be able to learn from the guys who've done it really good experience for alex Perotti right now remember uh, mcginnis uh, second year driver in this program here came all through the entire road to indy as well so he's running yep. He's running loose. Really race race here going into three. Here comes Peroni looking at the bottom of the racetrack into turn number three. Peroni down to the bottom. Book it. He'll take the spot. Oh, McGinnis. Issue here for McGinnis running high and slow. Yeah, Robert McGinnis uh, wasn't really an aggressive move pass. It was actually potentially McGinnis with an issue. The 27 coming down to the bottom of the racetrack. Peroni did go to the bottom. I thought it was a pass. Looked like Oh, looks like a... Looks like it looks like McGinnis was potentially uh, just off the throttle. Steve, you had a look. Your thoughts? Looks like right front tire issues again for McGinnis. There looks like there's a little bit of rubber flopping around on the front there. Else we'll see if he comes in on the pits, but no, maybe not. I yeah, that was very strange. Here comes the leader Malukas as well. Going to split between McGinnis. He's going to go back around Bogle again. David Malukas working his way by Christian Bogle. Still the leader by almost a full second now over Linus Lundquist. But again, the issue for Robert McGinnis. He'll head to pit lane. And that's going to move a couple of drivers up further. And uh, Antonio Saravalli get another spot as he remains on the racetrack. So right now we've got we've lost Robert McGinnis. And indeed looks like an issue with the uh, right front there on McGinnis. Coming up there, you can see he slowed a little bit, and uh, into the inside goes the Carlin driver, Peroni. There's the replay of the issue. He decided to check out of it. Some kind of an issue with the right front. This uh, this track, very punishing on right side tires. And uh, a yellow flag. We do indeed have a yellow flag onto the racetrack right now. Oh. Driver in the wall, the 26 of Lundquist. Wow. Linus Lundquist has put it in the wall in the, what, 59th lap. That is over in turn number four, coming out of three and four. Lundquist of the 26 loses the car, heading into the, the turn three corner. We'll, of course, see a replay. Not happy. AMR himself. Yeah, AMR IndyCar safety team coming in quickly. And as Steve said, he was not a happy man at all. You can see the damage to the right side of the car. AMR safety crew on the scene very quickly to make sure that Linus is fine. But again, that's... As Steven said, not happy at all uh, when the camera quickly got onto him there. That's an issue here. F uh, 58 laps in, 16 laps remaining. Press the reset button once again for David Malukas. We'll see how uh, quickly they can get this cleaned up. And potentially another opportunity, uh, Steve, for Kyle Kirkwood. You wonder whether or not he just missed the entry, or was that trying to get around lap traffic? Yeah, it's it's a good question, because we just seen the leader, Malukas, pass Bogle lap traffic, so, you know, you have to wonder if maybe Lundquist was in lap traffic, or, you know, he, he is also an oval rookie, and if he just lost, here we go with the replay. Well, look at the replay right now. You can see uh, right down to the bottom of the racetrack, he literally loses it, potentially coming into the corner there. Not much of a replay, but you can see... There he is going up to the top of the racetrack, so it wasn't definitely not lap traffic. He had already gotten by Christian Bogle. Uh, I'd love to see that replay again if we possibly could. I'm sure they'll run that through one more time. But an issue again, coming down into turn number three. It looked to me like the car got squirrely coming into the entry as he tried to turn into the corner. Yeah, it did, and it's, uh, yeah, we're going to have to take a look at those replays again, and 
and see uh, exactly what happened there. But, yeah, very unusual for Lundqvist to make a mistake, but oval rookie, so we're going to have to just wait and see, see if we get a little bit more of a replay here. It's a weird spot to lose it. Look at it that way. So David Baluk is the number 79 HMD Motorsports car, your leader. That is going to move Kyle Kirkwood back into the second spot. So uh, benefit for Kirkwood. In fact, that puts him back to P1 in the championship as well. He had gone down three points. Now he's back up two points. So Steve, any additional thoughts right now at this point? Uh, no, I would not want to be uh, David Malukas right now. Uh, I'm sure he's uh, not was not happy with that. He kind of built out to, you know, a comfortable lead, not a big lead, but a comfortable lead. So, you know, he's gonna. We know Kyle Kirkwood's gonna go for it here because it's just that's Kyle's style, and um, you know, obviously they'll be on the radio telling him, you know, he's back in the points lead, yeah. but to grab those that just that extra few points and then we'll get some uh, looks like some rubber on the track uh. yeah i'm sure we'll get a full uh, track inspection from the amr yeah. safety crew to pick up whatever may have happened here's your shot here of the spotters where they get to watch the race uh, high above the track here at worldwide technology raceway and again spotters crucial uh, to the drivers working through lap cars battling it out whatever it may be you can see down there in the uh, essentially through of turns three and four the incident involving Linus Lundquist tough way uh, Steve to end your first oval experience especially while running P2 he doing really everything you would ever wanted out of him to run second in his first time here at this particular racetrack ending up in the wall though kind of give you a little sour taste going into tomorrow yeah definitely it will you know it had a good, really good run going as, a, as an oval rookie but know what they say rob if you, you you're going to hit the wall at some point uh on an oval and yep. unfortunately he got that out of the way in his first oval um you know he'll kind of know what to expect next time but yeah it's a pretty good hit so the uh global racing group uh team will have some work to get done overnight before he can get back on track tomorrow but he'll have a chance to uh get in the warm-up and get the car settled. I was just going to say that warm-up tomorrow morning is going to be very crucial for him. A number of drivers maybe weren't too crazy about it, but he'll be most definitely uh, looking to be jumping in there. That's going to move. So let, let's press the reset. We'll restack them for you here as they continue to work on getting the car of Lundquist off. David Malukas has led from the get-go, holding off the pressures of Kyle Kirkwood at the start and holding the lead through now a couple of uh, yellow flight periods. Kyle Kirkwood running in second. The young American for Andretti Autosport in the 28th now moving back to the point lead as they run on the racetrack having lost uh, three points uh, been down three points at one point he is second uh, Benjamin Peterson now up into third Devlin Francesco. it's been a good advance for Devlin Francesco. started seventh yeah there has been some uh, some attrition but Francesco up into fourth he may be a guy to look at fighting for Peterson for the podium as well Alex Peroni now in fifth uh, Daniel Frost sixth Robert McGinnis up into seventh spot McGinnis potentially back out onto the racetrack I think after maybe changing the tire and that'll move, uh, I believe, uh, Vogel is in pit lane. He's eighth. Linus Lundquist, Antonio Saravalli, Toby Sowery, and Stingray Rob, the drivers with issues. Three of those drivers out. Saravalli, I believe, still on the racetrack. Uh, yeah, Saravalli's still out there. Probably should get past Lundquist here. And Vogel's still on the track. I think they just uh, drove him through pit lane to kind of move him to the back. Ah, indeed. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, a good run for Benjamin Peterson, Devlin DeFrancesco. If you remember last year, I think it... Lucas Oil Raceway, DeFrancesco was the quick driver late in the Indy Pro 2000 race. Has he figured out how to save the tires? That's, well, That's that, my question, right? Well, like, that was right. It, right? They were telling him in that race, listen, we don't have the speed to win this, but let's take care of the tires. And Stingray Rob was pushing hard, trying to battle it with Cody Swanson. Such yep. a great battle uh, back in 2020. And they were side by side. Well, DeFrancesco was hanging out there in fifth, and when those tires came alive, he just rocketed his way to the front. And indeed, that's a wake-up call for a driver like that. That's really an experience is. where he's always going to have that in. Hey, if I take care of my tires, if we get a, a late yellow, you know, I'm going to be in a position where I may be the guy that is able to attack, and that could be DeFrancesco right now. Indeed, AMR safety team going to bring that car of Linus Lundquist. You're going to get a, your first kind of look at the right side of it there or not. We are going to be right here. No, no. Other side. Other side on us. We're not even going to get a look as they come by start and finish. But indeed, they'll go to work on that machine. Hopefully no tough damage on the car. Beautiful thing about this racetrack, the safer barriers all the way around the corners. Yeah, it's really great to have the safer barrier uh, all the way around the corners here. It makes things so much yeah. softer. <laughs> you know, they call them soft walls, and, they, you know, they're not soft, trust me. That's true. But they, softer. But softer walls. Uh, yeah, but I remember when this place was built, and it was, man, there were some hard hits here, and it's just long straightaways, right? And you're and tight, tight turns, so 
if you make contact, it, it's usually heavy contact and a weird angle. We're going back around here one more time. I'm watching the AMR safety team kind of pulling the cars off. They'll likely be able to go behind the wall, uh, or will they looking to see whether or not they do a big wide swing to go behind the wall or they're going to take him all the way down the back straightaway at this point. Or actually, they, they may actually take him right off of the back straightaway. Looks like it. you back yeah. to the paddock, yeah, through the hole in the back of the, the wall here. Because uh, we are paddocked on the outside of the racetrack here this particular weekend. Wondering when we're going to go back to green. There will be nine laps remaining as they cross. No! Oh, we're throwing the checkered flag. The checkered flag just got thrown here at start-finish. I don't know if it's a, it's a time issue. So at issue, folks, we are throwing the checkered flag. We'll find out exactly why we've decided to throw the checker here right now. Checker and yellow. So that's going to end this race. David Belukas is going to get the win. Kyle Kirkwood in second. Benjamin Peterson in third. Devlin DeFrancesco fourth. Uh, Alex Peroni fifth. Daniel Frost sixth. Robert McGinnis in seventh. It'll be Christian Bogle eighth. Linus Lundquist ninth. Antonio Saravalli tenth. Toby Sowery in eleventh. And Stingray Rob in the twelfth position. Tony Bakoven will bring you in here, uh, voice of the Worldwide Technology Raceway. I'll let you wrap things up here, Tony. I'm going to head down to Victory Lane. All right, sounds great. Steve, what a race here. Yeah. We've seen some good. attrition. We've seen uh, Malukas have a strong run here today. And, you know, it's you, you got to wonder the, the tires, the wear, and, and some of the attrition that we saw here. Yeah, it was a, it definitely an interesting race. Yeah, we'll have to see what uh, the early uh, call was for there. But we did see a few uh, right front tires. Uh, kind of delay it looked like they almost delaminated there yeah. uh so that uh, you know if i'm gonna guess that's what it's gonna be but uh we'll find out rob will find out here and i'll find out down there and um good call if that's the case you know safety is definitely the the main priority here but wow good uh, good oval win for david malukas right there he goes he's driving into victory lane now and you know he's uh, he's won on the road course uh but this is his first oval win well coming back to the oval after the hiatus uh Last year, it's got to be gratifying for him to have such a strong performance here today and to bring it back into victory lane on the return to the ovals. Yeah, his first oval race was at, at IMS in the Freedom 100 in 2019, and that ended horribly um, with a big accident in turn four, and it kind of affected affected him mentally, And but he came back here later that year uh, to Worldwide Technology Raceway and, and ended up on the podium, and that kind of reignited David's passion for racing and, and realized that, hey, this is something I really love to do and this is something I really want to do for a living. Well, you see that a lot in drivers, that momentum and, and what they call it the head game, right? Exactly. That, that's those exactly those bad is. times get in their head and, and that can take a driver out and they need that, that reminder that, hey, that can do this, exactly. you know, and I can be competitive. Exactly. So there you see him getting the helmet off and uh, the Cooper Tires hat on, climbing out of the halo with a smile on his face. Looks like he's so he's David's a really emotional young man, and uh, he's <laughs> got to be just so excited by this. So David Maluk is getting out of the car, getting a little uh, interview there with the TV crew down in Victory Lane. Rob on his way down there right now. Poor Rob uh, goes up and down these stairs a few <laughs> times this weekend. He's uh, he's going to get in a little bit better shape doing that, but uh, yeah, he'll be down there in a second, and you'll be able to hear what uh, David has to say about this race and how he held off. You know, Kyle Kirkwood there on that, that, that starting in on the restart. Well, it puts him second in the point standings here, uh, coming to the close here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. So a good day for him, strong run, uh, lots of momentum coming back to the Oval, and uh, a young man getting out with a big smile on his face. Uh, a happy day for him here at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Yeah, and he's uh, with seven races left now in this uh, championship, and uh, two points separate the top two, wow. so hang on, folks. It's going to be a good one. And what did you say, uh, 39 points, uh, the most they can earn in, a, in, a, in an uh, event? Yeah, 45, in 45, 45 at this one, uh, 30 for a normal race. So the two oval races are 45 is the max you can earn, and then regular races you can earn 30. Well, he's got to be feeling really good then, getting Huge. second here in the points, a win today, two points back. What a huge day for that young man. Happy Absolutely crew massive. down That's there his in dad, victory lane. getting about. So what a what a great run for him here today. You know, it'd be interesting to to hear what they what they decide on the tires. You know, uh, definitely the hot sun today, cooking that racetrack. We've seen temperatures uh, well over 120 degrees on the track here today, and you've got to believe that's got to be a factor in on how oh, those tires. Sure. We for saw sure. that first one clearly delaminating, and so yeah, uh, definitely yeah, a factor and, here. You today. know, Cooper Tires builds an awesome tire for Indy Lights. You know that it's. It's a tough, 
building tires for a junior formula series is not easy because right. you've got to have the right amount of wear you want somewhere because when they go to IndyCar, they're going to have to learn yep. how to, yep. to manage tire wear. So you've got to find that right balance. And the temperature is something that it's really tough to, to determine, you know, where to go with the tire. And, yep. you know, we'll see what it is. It might not be that, you know, that. I won't lie. Teams sometimes get aggressive with with the stagger and with the camber. So I'll get into the paddock and, and kind of <laughs> dig around and see what we find out. Well, and you look at the layout of the raceway here. You know, you've got a, a narrower turn one with more banking than you do down in three and four. So they're running the track at, at different paces on different ends of the racetrack. Yeah, and it makes setting it setting up the car really difficult too because you don't, you know, you've got to have an out you want. Yeah, it's it's tough. You need to be able to get down the straightaways because they're long straightaways. So you need to, you know, the downforce, get rid of downforce there, so you can get it, get a good toe down those straightaways and, and get into the corner first. But yeah, it's tough uh, to get it to hold on in those corners. Then, so Rob making his there way down is. into victory lane, getting things ready for a victory lane ceremony down there. Great performance here on the return to the Oval here at the Worldwide Technology Raceway today. Man, it's good to be back here. I'll be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. It starts to feel normal again, right? Yeah, Life starts to bit. feel a little bit yeah, more normal. it definitely does. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this weekend for a while. It's, uh, I love short ovals. Uh, you know, it's sort of what, you know, IndyCar was built and, and open-wheel racing was built on it. And I think you're going to see a really cool uh nascar camping world series truck race tonight too i think you know like you said earlier 40 40 trucks that's gonna be awesome yeah that, that have not been on the racetrack right. this weekend so when they go to the green that will be their first look at the racetrack so it's going to be a very exciting nascar camping world truck series event here later on tonight So a few more interviews going on down in the infield, and we'll be going down to Rob here in just a few minutes. Congratulations for uh, David from his teammate. And that it's team, good momentum team for the whole have. team, right? Yeah, no, it really is. They had a, a first and third place finish, which is uh, really big for that team. Um, you know, they the second year team, um, so yeah, no, really big for them. And see Kyle Kirkwood in there as well, and you know, good comeback for him. Let's go down to Victory Lane and Rob Houghton. Rob. Tony, thank you so much again down here in Tadis Victory Lane for the first of what will be three races in the Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. Of course, Indy Pro 2000 on tomorrow, and then, of course, the back end of the doubleheader for Indy Lights. Uh, we'll start with getting our drivers here, finishing in the top three, get them on here before we talk to our winner. Finishing in third spot for Global Racing Group with HMD Motorsports, Benjamin Peterson. Finishing P3. And to present him with his uh, trophy, one of our guests from the Bomberito Automotive Group, Tommy Moltan. Thank you, Tommy. Benjamin Peterson, strong run into the third spot here today in a championship uh, very tight up top here after today's action. Finishing in second spot, a couple of close calls out there on the racetrack, but he was able to wheel it. Finishing in second place for Andretti Autosport, Kyle Kirkwood. Kyle will come on in to P2 and get uh, Maria Licovale to come in. Maria, thank you very much. I'm in second place today with Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, up front, though, this driver getting the lead from the get-go. Be able to transition off that pole position and take the win after a couple of yellow flag restarts as well. Finishing as your winner today in Indy Lights, David Malukas. Dave will bring the trophy in here right now. Savannah Wicks, again, one of our guests from Bomberita Automotive Group, will bring you your trophy fifth win on the season for david malukas we'll get a chance to take a picture here first and i'll have a quick chat with uh with david david let me jump in here and have a quick chat with you first uh, obviously a tough racetrack our first oval for indy lights in two years uh give me your thoughts on the race itself how was the track how did the car feel car felt great track was awesome and i'm just happy i mean the beginning, I had an amazing spotter. Thank you, Luke, once again. Um, he was telling me all the information I needed. And actually going into, into turn one here, um, Kyle over here had a big moment. And I, I noticed because Luke was talking. He's like, all right, outside, outside. And then he stopped talking. All I heard was static. And I was like, well, what's happening? What's happening? And I looked behind and Kirk was like full of sideways. And I was like, oh, my God, he's had a good save there. Um, but no, and then after that, I mean, he 
I held up, you know, he did a good bit of blocking for me and I ended up getting a bit of a run. And from then I kept my head down and yeah, I mean, it's just consistent, I guess. So. You know, think of the race itself too crucial for you. Kyle's won five of the last six races for you to kind of stop that momentum and get a win here. You'll start second tomorrow, but I think the win itself over and above just the victory. Good to stop the momentum from Kyle. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also, it's my first oval win, and going from incidences that were really bad in an oval. So for me, this this means a lot, and I'm I'm really happy. Yeah, we talk about that wreck right at the Freedom 100, pretty bad to be able to come back here. It really kind of wipes that away to a certain extent. Yeah, definitely. I waited two years for this, so I'm happy. Congratulations. Thank you. One more time, folks. David Maluka is my winner today in Indy Lights. Again, coming off that big wreck, as he said, the Freedom 100. Uh, huge win here for him. Um, I believe Kyle Kirkwood still with the point lead, but I think it's only about three markers right now heading into tomorrow. Kyle Kirkwood will get a chance to start on the pole position after that good second lap in qualifying earlier today. These guys will swap the top spots. It'll be Kirkwood on the inside, Malukas on the outside, and we'll set, be set to go again for the back end of the double header here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Our second rung of the road, Dandy, the Indy Pro 2000 Championship presented by Cooper Tires will be on track as well. They'll have a single event. Last year, our Indy Lights driver, Devlin DeFrancesco, scored the win. We'll see which driver is able to step things up. James Rowe Jr. for Turn 3 Motorsports starting on the front row alongside Braden Eves from Exclusive Autosports. That's going to be a tremendous battle tomorrow as well. I believe 3.30 start time for that event. 5.30 again for the drivers here in Indy Lights to fire it back up. And, oh, the champagne flying. And Kirkwood going after David Malukas, as is Benjamin Peterson. Folks, that wraps things up from Tadis Victory Lane. Congratulations to our podium finishers here today in Indy Lights. Benjamin Peterson, his third pole of the year. Oh, Malukas pulling the Malukas again, filling the back of the suit up. Kyle Kirkwood coming home in second. He remains your point leader heading into Sunday or Saturday's action. And David Malukas, another win on the season, his first uh, oval victory here in the road to Indy. Big win for David Malukas at HMD Motorsports. Folks, thank you so much for joining us today.